Welcome to Emergence Radio Talk, where you'll be inspired and motivated by the journeys of movers and shakers from all around the world and those who are occupying and taking dominion. Emergence Radio Talk with Dr. Tavara Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Emergence Radio Talk with your host, Dr. Devira Johnson, and I am so excited for today's show. Today, I'm telling you, I have an incredible guest speaker. I mean, and she is so fair. She is making an impact and birthing out her dreams. She will be sharing some of her journey on how she has emerged from her place of obscurity to dominate the sphere of influences that God would have given to her. And so welcome, Pastor Deborah. I mean, it is indeed a pleasure to have you here with me this evening. How are you? I am doing good. Blessings unto you. So glad to be with you. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule just to be able to empower and encourage our listening audience tonight. Now, before we go ahead and get started, now I know I have a copy of your amazing bio, but I want you to tell our listening audience a bit of who you are and what it is that you do. Well, I am Deborah Allen. What I do is many things. I am an author, a speaker, a coach, and a pastor. I'm married with children. I do have six children. I am the pastor of Lighthouse Apostolic Ministries of God Church, and I'm excited to be with you. And I am also the creator of the Fear System. Awesome. Thank you so much, Prophetess Deborah. You know, and you just shared with us all of the things that you are doing. So, of course, you are a woman of many hats. But I want you to tell our listening audience, you know, at what point did you know or recognize all of the gifts and talents that God would have bestowed upon you and the need to cultivate those gifts and talents? I believe that gifts come with time. I knew even when I was younger that I was different. Even when I was a child, uh, God gave me wisdom and showed me things. When I was a kid, I can think back to when I was five and six years old. But as time went on, I would say that a lot of times we have a kind of an inkling of who we are, but we truly don't understand it. And I believe that I really didn't walk into my call to my 20s. Uh, I I became a pastor in my 20s. I started um, speaking in my 20s. I was a preacher. But I really uh, didn't come into myself, I would say, my late 20s, 30s. And definitely the greater version of me did not manifest to my 40s. And I think it's a process of time. You can start on one level. And a lot of times when you first start doing things, it may not be exactly what you're called to do, but it would lead you to your destiny and to your dreams and your purpose. So it can happen at any time. I saw visions and dreams when I was smaller that I did not understand until 30 years later. They're not manifesting until now. The things I saw when I was five, six, seven, they're manifesting now, and I'm 48. So don't be dismayed by time. And I believe that the more we walk into our gifts, the more that the door will open and more opportunities. Uh, there were things that I did in my 20s. I owned my own business for decades. 
but I was content just to walk in one area. I never explored off into everything that was in me. But with age come wisdom, and then you learn to explore more of who you are. And I really believe that's a gift for women as we age, that we, we truly decide to explore who we are and walk in the direction that we're destined to be in. That's powerful. You know, and I like the fact that you talked about it, you know, talking about the gifts or sharing that the gifts comes with time because, you know, a lot of times we may, you know, see, we may see a gift and then we may say, okay, well, maybe this is the way to go. And like you mentioned, you know, you may start off one way, but then it, it leads you to your destiny, the way you have to be. And I think that's important for those that are listening, that they too would know that, you know, they may be at a time now where they have a gift and they're trying to cultivate that gift, but to know that, okay, this is where you may be now, but, of course, that's not your final destination. And that, of course, it evolves over time, and so that means you have to even be open to listening to the voice and instructions of God so your gifts and your talent could actually evolve. And so I think that is very important, what you would have shared with us. Now I know one of the ways that you are touching the lives of so many is through your book, Fierce, and, of course, your Fierce Movement. I want you to share more about your book and what you hope that the reader will gain from reading the book as well as the Fierce Movement. Because, I mean, I see you on social media, and you are moving and shaking with this fierce movement. So I really want you to let our listening audience know a bit more of that. Fierce was written for everybody. When I wrote Fierce, it was written during the greatest battle of my life. It was written during the time where my husband was actually hospitalized and diagnosed with stage 4 leukemia. And at the time... I just felt like so much was going on in my life. And when we walked into that season, uh, even church, a lot of people, when he was diagnosed, a lot of people told me, oh, don't say those words because you're speaking into existence. No, it was the fact of it. When you're in leadership, when we're pastors, my husband is a bishop. And so when we get sick or something happened in our lives, People tend to want us to keep it quiet. Oh, don't say it. The people don't need to know. We cover it up. But I believe that our life should be an example. Fierce was written to encourage somebody to let you know that you can be strong and remain, that no matter where you're at, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you endure, that you have the ability to remain and to battle I was driving home from the hospital, and I told God, I remember saying, God, my life has been nothing. I felt as I was coming home, all I do is fight. I felt like my life was just a battle. And I looked at my youth, I looked at my life, I looked at the years, and I said, God, all I feel like is that I'm always fighting. Why does it have to be this way? And I can hear God say, that you are fierce. And he said, but I put that fierceness inside of you, the ability to hold on, the ability to remain, the ability to endure. I wrote fierce to let somebody know you can hold on, you can endure it, that it's not going to break you, it's not going to kill you, despite everything, even when your life is 
havoc, you're still going to be able to come through because we're perfect. We're destined. We're mighty. I wrote it as a leader to let other people know that I'm a normal person like you, that I go through things, but it's how we go through it. I got tired of uh, putting on a false face, I would say, because a lot of times in leadership, if you're married to bishops or if you're a first lady and I'm a pastor, you have to have this facade that, oh, everything is always perfect. Life is not perfect. Life is hard, and we have to do it hard. But I wanted somebody to read my book and see, to be encouraged, to understand that you're destined, to understand that despite pain and loss, you're still going to come through it. Despite everything, even when you have to rebuild, even when you have to start all over again, despite everything in your life, you are built to last, and you can make it, and that the greatest version of you is truly, truly birthed under pressure, and you can be who you are and not what other people say you are. And I think fierceness is so amazing because no matter who you are, you can hold on, you can endure, you can live, you can overcome, and that's why fears have been such a thing because it went through my life. I was really transparent, but the things that were meant to break me, they strengthened me, and I'm telling the people to be strong, to fight, to not give up, to not throw in the towel. Don't give up on you, and I don't care where you at. You are wanted. You are needed, and you are purpose. I truly, if, if any of my books describe me, I believe Fierce is the book that truly describes me. Wow. That's awesome. You know, and especially because you would have actually lived through that book. You know, what you were, whatever you would have written on the pages of that book is not just hearsay or what you think it should be. It's actually something that you would have lived through at that time. And so really it's a testimony, like you said, for other persons who would read it to know that they could be fair, so they could come through whatever it is that they're going through because, of course, you know, even right now we're dealing with a whole lot of challenging times and some people have, you know, pretty much given up on themselves, dreams, or even just the promises of God. And so I do believe that that book, it has and it will continue to help those that are struggling in that area and and just really in need of faith, you know. And one of the things I also like that you talked about in terms of, you know, sharing some of what you would have been going through even as a leader because, like you said, it allowed people to see that you're a normal person because we do know that people sometimes idolize leaders. But it shows that, you know, like you said, you're human, you go through things, and I think it makes you a bit more either relatable to those, um, you know, who may see or who may know you or just those who are even trying to even connect with you or just to be able to read your book, you know. So I think that's very critical and important, what you would have said. I do believe that um, it will definitely assist or help and encourage someone else. Uh, Prophet Zebra, I want to know, you know, what um, – You know, you talked about the time that you, you know, where you were going through with Bishop Allen. So I want to know, especially even during that time, what quote or song or scripture that you, that, you know, you used to hold fast to to your faith even while going through that? 
Because I know all of us, we have some scripture or song or even quotes that we sometimes utilize as able to get us through that, that dark or that hard period that we may be going through. If I thought of a scripture, it would definitely be, for the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. And that was such a scripture to be because it empowered me to be strong. A lot of times when we're going through things, it, it remained in my mind to always remember what we are fighting for and that in battling that you have to understand that this is a battle. A lot of times we go through things and we are under attack and we think it's just life. But a lot of times when you are called and there's greatness in you and you have destiny and you have purpose and you have vision, the battle is even more intense. For the kingdom of God suffered violence, that lets you know that you're going to be under attack. You're going to go through things. There's going to be things. It's a suffering violence. It's letting you know that it's going to be a war, that this is not going to be easy. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But the violence, which is us, you have to take your life back by force. That's what I remember saying. I remember when he was diagnosed, I said, I'm not going to be a woman. That's pitiful. I would not be a woman if my husband leaves, if he should die, that I would sit here and not be able to maintain me and my children or take care of my family. I would not be pitiful. I would. Just, I just refuse to be that woman. And I knew that I was built to be strong. And my whole thought at that idea was I have to get back up and help. Uh, my husband and help my family and get us through this. Uh, my biggest concern was I want to be a resource to him. I want to be a help to him. I want to be strength for him. I want to be encouragement for him. We are women. Women are strong. We do many things, but I believe that we have forgotten who we are and that we are built to last. Even your worst times can be the best times. And it made me focus. It made me remember a lot of things that was important to me. And I can remember saying to myself, he's going to have to go through this period. I'm going to have to be in a position where I can help. I can uh, ease the burden. My biggest thing was I wanted him to go through it, but I wanted to make it easier for him. We're built to be help me. We have to help me. Women, we are not weak. We are strong. We are the weaker vessel. But in the time of war, the women know how to pray fast in battle. And that's what I really believe, that, that, that it just stuck to me that you are in this big fight. And if you don't fight, you're not going to last. So I knew I had to fight through it. Wow. You know, that's um, critical when you talked about you, um, you know, wanting to be a resource. And it shows that you were willing to put your feelings or your emotions on the side. Yes, they were present, but you saw the bigger picture. You saw the bigger vision in terms of whatever God might have 
may have been doing, you know, and that allowed you to focus on what you needed to focus on. And then the fact that you just refuse to lose, you know, you, you refuse to be pitiful, um, you know, or to even feel sorry for yourself. And I think that's one of the reasons why some people, they normally don't like to say um, whenever things happen because they don't want, I've, I've heard some people say, no, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. You know, but it was still good that even in that you just moved forward and just held on to whatever it is that you believe what God was saying to you even in that moment just to be that helpmate, you know. And I'm sure during that time, even though it was one that was tough, it helped to build you, build your faith more, just to build you even more fiercely than, than you were before. And so I do believe, you know, we do have to, it, it's not a good feeling when we go through things or we go through trials, but I know the Bible tells us to count it all joy. And so sometimes when you're able to look back after you have come out of the storm, you're able to now understand why it is that you would have went through what you would have went through. So. I definitely, I believe it was good for me because we believe that, because we go through things, why why me or woe is me? Mm-hmm. And when I tell my story in fears, I never tell it from a place of pity. I always tell my story from a place of strength because the God we serve is able. And that's what I think that we have to remember, that we don't have to be uh, sad or down because life is going to happen to us. And there's no around it. But it made me look at so many things different. It made me reevaluate my life. It made me look at things different than what I had. Was I sad? Of course I had emotions. But I believed that God didn't do it to hurt me. Even with my life, you know, a lot of times we look at where we've been, and in that moment where he gave me fierce, I was just like, God, why do everything have to be a battle? I was like, why does it have to be a battle? I was like, it just let something be easy. And God told me, but I built you to last. I built you to endure. He said, I gave you the strength to come through everything that have, may have killed and taken other people out. He said, but I have kept you. And that, that let me see that men be able to go through the things I have has been God. It hasn't been me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we get lifted up in pride, and sometimes we think, it, no, it's not me. God let me see I made you this person. Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. And, of course, I'm – seeing you on social media and just seeing your lives and all that you do, and you could actually see that the fierceness is in you. you, you you're like a lion, you're roaring. And so <laughs> definitely, and so definitely, you know, I'm telling you, you know, God has indeed cultivated that in you. And it shows because why? You you would have submitted to God's process no matter how difficult it was. That's one of the things I find that a lot of us are challenged with is, is submitting to God's process even in that difficult time and that you did. And so now you are reaping the reward of you submitting to that process, which is 
a beautiful thing, you know. So those who are listening in, um, if you are going through a dark time, know that it's not to kill you. Know that God is only using using it to build you. And I would admonish you to submit to God's process, embrace it, so you're able to come through the process a little quicker and not be delayed in it. And you're able, and then you'll be able to come out and reap the rewards from the process, just like Prophetess uh, Deborah Allen. Uh, Prophetess Deborah, what advice would you give to those who may be listening right now as it relates to them, you know, stepping out on faith in spite of what they may be seeing, you know, going on around them, or even how how inadequate that they may feel to do what God is calling calling them to do? Because you know, at sometimes we, you know, we may feel that we're not qualified or, or we're inadequate. So, what advice would you give to those who are listening in? I would say to believe in yourself. Believe in who God has intended you to be. And it's hard. And you can look at yourself. But I like the fact, and I always believe that God called me, but it's not in my own power. In everything that I do, I rely on God to be my source in it. If we can learn that we are just a vessel, and if we can yield to God, it's hard when we think we have to do it. If I have to perform the job, it's definitely hard. But when God grace you to do the job, it's totally different. So what, And then I always believe that anything that we do for God, that is an honor. I've been with God a long time. I've been saved now about 33 years. I still believe that it's an honor. So I think that whenever you go to do something, that we change the perception in what we do it. A lot of times we dread it and we say, oh, I, I'm not able. But if we change the outlook is this, that God can't be worthy to serve for him. That it takes the pressure off of me, but then it also lets you see the honor that it is to do anything. So I think we should relax. Uh, I ran for many years for most of my call. <laughs> I never wanted to do it. <laughs> I like being in the background. I like doing it behind the scenes. Nobody believes that, but I truly like being behind the scenes. But uh, Enjoy it. I'm older. I just can say that it's been an honor to be used of God. Take confidence in knowing to believe in yourself. God will not let you fail. And even if it don't go the way you think it should go, it still will work for your good. That no matter what, that's what I learned, no matter what, it will work for you. Rest in God and walk in grace and be, just be happy that God is calling us. See, that's my age talking now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you know, it's powerful. It, it really is. Um, you know, like you said, I like the fact that you talk about just in terms of resting in God or changing the perspective because it really would take the pressure off because when you when you look at it or when you think about it, 
everything that God is calling us, and then we begin to think of all of our inadequacies. We are no longer, the focus is no longer on God. It's really on us because we're just talking now about me, I, 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 you know, I I can't do this. I am, you know, I don't have the degree. I don't have the connections. I I don't have the resources. So we're no longer really relying on God. We're just really relying on our own strength at that point. And I do believe that is what really causes the pressure because we're looking at our limited uh, capabilities, so to speak, you know, not realizing that we serve a limitless God who will open up the doors to meet all of the needs that we need to be able to do whatever it is that he's calling us to do. And so I do believe that is definitely definitely important. Um, you know, like you say, we're just a vessel and to be honored. You know, I never really thought about it myself sometimes. I just do whatever I need to do, uh, you know, not really thinking about it a lot of times. But once you think about it that way, it really, you know, it changes your perspective and you would really be more relaxed or be able to rest in God or what he's calling you to do. So those who are listening in, you know, you just believe in yourself, change your perspective and know that you're just a vessel, you know, be honored to be able to serve God, to serve God's people and do whatever it is that he's calling you to do. And, of course, rest in him so you're able to take the, the pressure off of yourself. So, Prophet Deborah, that, is, that was very powerful uh, nuggets that you would have given to us. Now, another thing I want to know from you is what would you say your secret to success is? Everyone has a secret to success. What would you say your secret to success is? <laughs> I am dogmatic. (laughs) I am one of those people. I believe that there are some people that are great because they won't quit. I may not be able to do it faster, but I would do it. I am determined. Guts. I have grit. I believe that I have the making of a champion because champions never quit, and that's what makes us great. If I have anything, uh, it's the grit. I I believe in doing the work. I believe that leaders should lead at all times. I believe that if you're a leader and if you're a light and if you're an example, that you have to be an example before people. And that means how we lead, what we do. Uh, I agree with Bishop T.D. Jakes. I'm like, I, I'm a lot like a lot of the great people that I look at. I, they have a determination about them, and they work. They don't take it for granted. They don't feel entitled. They do the work. I'm dogmatic. I, I believe that, yeah, I can be a little, I'm determined. I can be a little, I would stick with it until I I'm going to do it. If I set my mind to it, I'm going to do it. It don't matter the obstacle. Uh, I can battle with something. Social media was one of those things I battle with, and my kids was like, oh, my God, she's just driving us crazy. Because I'm like, what is Twitter? I don't understand Instagram. I didn't understand anything because Facebook is the only thing I knew was Facebook. But, like, technical stuff and doing things, it drove me crazy. And my kids would be like, poor mama. But I would sit there for hours and work on it until I got it. Do not give up. If you're going to be successful, you cannot 
I am not a quitter. I am many things, but I am not a coward. I am not a quitter, and I do not cry and lick my wounds. I'm just not one of them people. So I think I'm dogmatic. <laughs> I think my husband would agree with that. <laughs> yes. I want what I want. <laughs> yes. You know, the, the fairs definitely it describes you because people who are fair, they're very determined. They're not afraid. They have a lot of grit. They're going to put in the work. And so it really, the fairs really describes who you are. When you really look at it, <laughs> you know. But even in being, you you have to balance it, I think, because mm-hmm. I'm yet, but I'm kind. And yeah. that's the difference. We still have to have all these qualities, but kindness has to be who we are. And I believe that's been a success, that I've been kind. And I think we forget that. I think sometimes... We we walk over people or people we think that are insignificant. You know what I'm saying? But you yes. can't do that either. So we have to be wise. Yes, yes. Every well, everyone is important um, to God. I always say from the you know from the CEO straight down to janitor, sort of janitor. You know, everyone is is equal and important in God's eyesight, and we have to see them. But I do believe if we have the characteristics of God, of your following the leading of God, and he's pruning us, he's developing us, we would have no other choice but to, or, you know, it would, it would be a natural thing for us to be able to be kind and nice to people, you know, if we are displaying the, the fruits of the Spirit and the characteristics of God. So thank you so much for that, Prophetess Deborah. Um, you know, and so for those who are listening, make sure you do the work, you know, success, uh, brings you, in order to be successful, you have to do the work. I like to say you could decree and declare a thing for however long you want to. You could say amen. You could receive the word. But there is there's still, there's still a part that we have to do. We still have to do um, the work. Now, Pastor Deborah, based on all of the things that you would have done, you would have been a part of, the doors that God would have opened for you, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment and why? Because I've seen some of your accomplishments. But I want you to tell us what would you say is yeah. your biggest accomplishment and why? Wow. I think writing. Uh, when I was younger, I wanted to write. And about four years ago, when I first started writing for fear, my biggest accomplishment was Fear, and why do I say that? Because um, after I closed my center after 10 years, I kind of was wounded and down, and I just thought I could never get back up again. And it took me a long time to reinvent myself and build myself and pull myself back up. Um, I had to really just reinvent myself back in the marketplace um, just so many things, but when I wrote Fear, it made me get back up again. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, but that would be one of the greatest achievements is when I wrote Fears and it was accepted. And when I uh, wrote Fears and when the publisher accepted it, I felt like I had jumped off a cliff. And, yeah, I God has done some great things. 
But fear did something in me. It revived me. It healed me. It inspired me. It did so many things because when I thought that I could never get back up to the level I was up, God let me see that you are more than just the one thing that you were doing. He allowed me to see that there was gifts in me besides just business, besides child care, besides being a pastor. He let me see through fear that I have so many things on the inside of you, and yet you had to go through this process for they for them to be burnt out. Uh, I think that is one of them. And also um, being picked as one of the speakers for the iconic, legendary Les Brown. That would be another moment that I would say that was like a wow moment for me. Yes, and congratulations on that. I mean, and I was like, wow, go Prophet of Deborah, because, you know, he is like the motivational speaker that's out there, one of the motivational speakers out there. And so, of course, that would definitely, definitely be an accomplishment. Now, I know you were just, you know, you shared about how you had to close your center um, after 10 years. You had to reinvent yourself. During this challenging time now, there's so many who have to rebuild or reinvent themselves. What advice would you give to those that have to reinvent themselves or that struggling to reinvent themselves? What advice do you have for them so that they're able to pick up the pieces and be able to move forward to that next. Wow. What I had to learn is that you're the gift, that even though you've done things and you've been successful in things and you've had to walk away from things, but if you did it once, you are the same person that did it the first time, and you are the gift. That means everything you need to be successful you already are. And don't keep looking. I mourn for things. And what I meant by that, once I closed my center, I kind of mourned about it. You can't spend the time looking behind you, but you have to focus on your future. I had to release the past to walk into my future, and I had to recognize that you the gift, and that means that you are the one that makes the difference. You, just because you have mishaps, just because you have to shift, just because you walk away from things that have to change, that gift is still in you. It has not went anywhere. I just have to change my mindset and walk a different way. You are the gift. The gift has not died. It may be dormant. It may be wounded. It may be tired, it may be frustrated, but you can get back to where you need to be and build all, build again. I was 45 when I started building again. You can build all over again. Remember when I did child care, I did child care. I made my first million by the time I was in my 30s. By the time I hit 40, I had made over 2 million in child care. So to start all over again at at that age, because I can remember saying, God, I'm like, I was looking at time. Like now I'm 45, you know, I did childcare. I was so successful because I was younger. Now I'm older. But God told me something. He said, he owns time. Don't look at the time. 
because God told me that I would accelerate time for you. It's not over until we win, and I truly believe that for somebody. Don't look at the time. Don't look at that we have age, but you're the gift, and you're able to do it again. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. You are the gift. That is powerful. I think, you know, if we begin to change our perspective and look at it as you are the gift, you are the one that makes the difference, you know, you are the one that, that people need, um, so to speak, because you could bring solutions to their problems. I do believe that if we change our, our perspective, uh, it would really change the way that we move. You know, and then also you talk about God owning time. You know, a lot of times we forget that God owns time and that he can accelerate time. I know, I know he talks about redeeming the time for us, and that's really accelerating the time that you, you know, would have felt, so to speak, that you would have lost. But in actuality, all of it was still a part of God's plan, God's process. And so for those who are listening in tonight, I want to say to you, just to remember, like the woman of God said, you are the gift. You know, don't look at time. Don't look at your age. Just know that if God is calling you, um, you know, he is going to make sure that he makes you successful even in that short space of time. He can accelerate the time for you. Prophet Deborah, you would have shared some you know, powerful words of wisdom and nuggets for us this evening. But I want to know any final advice that you will give to our listening audience about the importance of them, you know, emerging from a place of obscurity so they can experience all of what God has for them. I believe that we have to believe in ourselves. My greatest issue that when I came forward again, I believe who we connect with. I truly, truly believe that connection is key, that connection is currency, because I believed in me, but when I shared my dreams or my visions with other people, they could not see what I saw. And don't let people discourage you. So you have to be wise. And you cannot share, you can't share everything with people, even family, even spouses, even members, even because sometimes people can't see what you see. But I tell you that in this season, you have to see what you do not see. It is possible if you believe all things are possible and because somebody else don't believe in you, I want you to believe in yourself. Encourage yourself. Talk to yourself. Speak positive affirmations. Speak faith. Live faith. Be happy. Go through what we have to go through. Don't let it get you down. Learn how to just shrug it off and keep going. You, God told me when I start moving again, he said, I'm going to bless you according to your faith. And a lot of times we want people to acknowledge us. We want people to celebrate us. We don't feel like we can do it if somebody's not behind us. When you are in this thing, sometimes you're going to be all along. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay if you're by yourself. It's okay if you don't feel like nobody is supporting you. Support yourself. 
Believe in yourself. Pat yourself on the back. You're doing a great thing. Be careful what you speak. Speak faith. Speak positive. Speak life in your life. Don't murmur. Don't complain. Don't give up. Don't be down. Everything that happened and that I had to learn how to change, my mindset had to change. God had to do a total shifting in my mind because I would look look at things and let negative. It's time to don't be negative. Even if something bad happened, see the good in it. That's the difference. I learned to see the good in everything. And when you see the good in everything, it'll make you keep moving. Do not cry if you make a mistake. Get back up and keep going. But I caution you, the company you keep can help you or break you. Who you build with, who you connect with, who you talk to, who you marry to, who you in fellowship with, because it gets in your spirit. So I say, You need other visionaries. You need other dreamers. You need people that are happy. You need people that are moving forward. Don't don't let people kill the greatness in you. When I wrote, when I first wrote, people laughed at me. People like, you never wrote a book before. You're not going to be able to do that. I didn't listen to none of them because you have to see who you are, and you have to go for it. I believe in, I, believe, I, I hear Les Brown say, bet on you. You got to bet on your own self. We bet on other people, but bet on your own self. Yeah, that's important. You know, like you said, to bet on your own self. And you, you have to speak faith. You know, I, one thing I've learned um, over the time is your connections are very important. Um, they could hinder you. They could kill your dream, or they could take your vision to the next level. And so, you know, I always tell people, and it's not limited just to, I mean, you know, people who you may think you don't know. It's just anybody, even me, family members, you know. And so one of the things I know for me, what I do, too, I love affirmations. That is my thing. Um, because, of course, you know, whatever you uh, declare or you decree, that's what you're going to get. So you have to be... Uh, mindful of the words that you speak as well, which you would have mentioned. And so, Prophet Sabra, I mean, you know, you really would have given us some powerful downloads tonight. And I thank you so much for joining me, empower and motivate our listening audience. But I want you to let them know of any upcoming events that you may have and how they can stay connected to you. You guys, you definitely can uh, stay connected with me. Uh, you can go to www.prophetisdebraallen.com, or I have a new website, deborahallenspeaker.com. And if you go on deborahallenspeaker.com, there is definitely a free gift to inspire you on that site. I have a lot going on in this season, <laughs> but you guys, if you go, <laughs> if you go to my website, they better help you keep up with me. Uh, my email, uh, my email, I would give you Deborah Allen at DebraAllenSpeaker.com. What do we have going forward? Greatness. 
is the season uh, 20. This season is not over yet. And in the next year, I still believe that 2021 is going to be the year of acceleration. This is the season of harvest and release. And next year is going to be an even greater season of release, acceleration, and latter rain. So you guys can please feel free to reach out to me on, on my uh, website. I would gladly uh, touch base with you. Oh, what about your Facebook? I'm going to give them your Facebook handle. My Facebook, you will find me at Speaker Pastor Deborah Allen on Facebook, uh, as well as Prophetess Deborah Allen on Facebook. Instagram, it would be Prophetess Deborah Allen, and Twitter would be Prophetess Deborah Allen as well. Awesome. So thank you so much for that, Pastor Deborah. And so, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's amazing show with my special guest, Prophetess Deborah Allen. Be sure to join me every Tuesday for another episode of Emergence Radio Talk, where you will be inspired to emerge, occupy, and, of course, take dominion. Once again, I'm your host, Dr. Tavira Johnson, and be sure to connect and stay connected with me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter under Tavira Johnson, or visit my website at www.tavirajohnson.com. Everyone, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Emergence Radio Talk. For more information on Emergence Radio Talk, Emergence Mentorship Program, or Women to Women Mentoring Program, be sure to visit www.tavarajohnson.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at info at tavarajohnson.com or follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. That's Tavara Johnson. Stay connected and updated on all upcoming events. Until next time, thank you for joining us.